You're listening to News Hub's Kitchen Cabinet, political insiders working for you, the voter. We follow the politicians' every move, not in a creepy way, so that you don't have to. Kia ora everybody, my name is Lucy Raymer. I am from News Hub, you're listening to the Kitchen Cabinet podcast. Boy oh boy, I can't believe I'm here. This is quite the treat, bringing you all the goodies and the goss from this exceptional Decision 2020 election campaign uh, with the one and only Tover O'Brien. Hello. The one and only Jenna Lynch. Hi. And the one and only Anna Brutal Warrell. Evening. Who just so happens to have a birthday today. Woo! <laughs> this is exactly what you want to do on your birthday. Isn't it? <laughs> just hang, this is true. Just hang around. Okay. Um, first question before we get into what happened this week. Anna had a birthday cake delivered to her this morning. What was on it? Oh, it was a orange cake. You're leaving out a detail. Uh, decorated with a sign that said "Happy Birthday" and three <laughs> cut-out images of one MP. Or what MP? My favourite MP to interview, Shane Jones. Yes. <laughs> I just feel like that's important to kick the show off with. That's the hard question because you guys, you guys are always grilling everybody else. So I just wanted to get one grill in before we get started. It was a serious grill. Thank you. I like to go hard. Tova, <laughs> Tova, Tova O'Brien. Where have you been? And uh, what have you eaten? Why? Thank you so much for asking, Lisette. Um, I have been. Oh my gosh, I'm looking at my list. Um, this week I've been in, down south. I've been in Christchurch on Monday with Jacinda Ardern, and then I was to, uh, and then I was in where was I? Oh my god, Dunedin on Tuesday and Wednesday. And no, no, I've been in we Christchurch. Can, and, I've been in Christchurch <laughs> and, and we can really well back the news and find out where you were on said day. Please, please reference the news for the answer to your question. I, I've been in Dunedin and Christchurch. There's someone sitting at home with like some massive Tover O'Brien fan is sitting there being like, nope, wrong. Monday she was in fact in Dunedin. Uh, what did you eat? Can you tell us that? My favourite my favorite food was one of my favourite foods in general, which was from Dimitri's in Christchurch. They do a mean souvlaki and Gosh, I had the good. pleasure there. Amazing. My yeah, yeah, we too. always go there. A firm favourite of Sam Such Debra, our friend and colleague from Newsroom who um, is a Christchurch local and always takes us there when we're in town. So thank you, Dimitris. Jenna. You cannot stop going on about that souvlaki, that Sam Such Debra. <laughs> you've had it. Is it actually? It's you've never had it? It's that no. good and I'm not overhyping. Game changer. <laughs> oh, okay. Tough competition. Um, tough competition. I've spent most of the week in Auckland actually, but today I went to Gisborne for the first time Beautiful. ever. What? Yeah. Um, it rained. Oh, that's so, which was really disappointing. Um, Bummer. Uh, but I did have my favourite food of the week there, and I have to declare some treating. It was actually made by the Labour Party of Gisborne. <laughs> um, they made a good classic white bread roll with some roast beef in it, some kind of caramelised onion, jam, Is heaps of salt and pepper. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm not, not sure. sure. She, she just declared it. She just declared it. She declared it was fine. Did find a point on it, but you're easily bored. I did try and refuse it, but then I was just like, oh, I'm so hungry. National party like right and now writing so down notes. They feed Jenna Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> Very good tomatoes in that bun too. So um, shout out to the East Coast. Uh, newly 22 year old Anna. <laughs> Actually, when I looked back at this week, I discovered I've been with Winston Peters nearly every single day this week. Gosh, Happy birthday, Anna. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so today today was Waiheke with Winston Peters, which was actually quite funny because the event we were supposed to do was with a trapper about 1080. 
we found out on the bus to the location that the trapper was trapping in the bush somewhere. And so not only was he not available, we couldn't get into the trapping centre. I hope this so is not related to your favourite food. Is <laughs> <we> did it. <laughs> so the stand-up was just on the side of the road. Anyway. <laughs> With the dead what, is your, what is your favourite food? <laughs> <laughs> favourite food? Orange cake. Oh, obviously. Oh, mm, mm, mm. oh, AKA Shane Jones <laughs> cake. With Shane Jones. I know we're talking about what you ate, but did anybody else see massive red flags tonight when Judith Collins having like demolished three white bait fritters earlier on in the campaign I think today? She her lesson with, with that. <laughs> did not eat a cheese roll. I was like, she oh. refused, and it was kind of, yeah. But to be fair, just balance the ledger for a second here. Jacinda Ardern the day before in Dunedin went and ordered seven cheese rolls, but refused to then eat said rolls on on walkabout or wait for them, in fact, to send send someone in to go and pick them up for her. So there were no cheese rolls in the um, immediate proximity of the Prime Minister and Judith Collins today. There had been a kind of a photo op, pseudo, it depends who you ask, pseudo organised, perhaps not. Um, But I understand that Judith Collins didn't want to eat any more food on camera. So even at the first stop we went to, when there's a whole array of bickies and slices that looked utterly delicious and I was looking forward to waiting and being bribed to balance out Jenna's bribe with the the (laughs) Labour Party. She didn't stop and have a single bicky. She bailed really early. Such a shame because I was I was really fond of her lack of self conscious self consciousness. I thought it was cool about it. It was her. an asset and it was one of the things that was kind of grinding my gears with um, Jacinda Ardern because she was a bit too self conscious. Jacinda Ardern had the best burn on this. Um, so the news of the cheese roll snub reverberated through the Gisborne Airport <laughs> not too long ago. Um, and then we found out that it was a Mosgill cafe. And Ardern just pipes up with, don't disrespect Mosgiel. Okay, wow. <laughs> is, that the, is that the ultimate retort to don't disrespect Samoa? Has anyone offered a formal apology to Samoa following that utter disrespect on Wednesday? Well, has anyone offered a formal apology to Mosgiel and I, the good people I of Mosgiel? I would like the formal apology to Mosgiel. Why? Well, I mean, honestly, that was like quite shocking. But I do think, why bother getting a photo op with a cheese roll when you can go to a church? Am I right? <laughs> I think Am also I right? there was probably an inherent lesson there. The other thing to say about this cafe, and we went there for lunch, mean um, scrambled eggs and, and chorizo, thank you. Eggs on um, toast. Yeah, classic. The the one thing to say about these cheese rolls is they're about eight times the size of a normal cheese roll. Oh, they were they're not just real cheese in, rolls. They, they weren't, mate. And so I kind of can forgive her trying to, you know, as um, you'll hear later on in the program, James Shaw, um, in spoiler alert, talks about the ice cream that he ate this week. There is there is an old trope, you know, politicians should not get caught on camera eating, and there's very good reason for that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw a tough question out there. As, as you know, I like to go hard. Uh, my big tough question is, what is the point of this campaign anymore? Is it a done deal? Nothing is ever a done deal. It's never a done deal. And they and as all of those leaders will say, you know, they are fighting for every single last vote. I think there's been a significant pivot point this week um, when Jenna was leaked that email from Denise Lee and I think that really did, has injured the National Party camp quite significantly. They've had a a leg lobbed off um, and already they were limping along but anything can happen as we've seen in, in campaigns gone by so I just don't think you can rule anything out and I think until that final day <clears throat> that final moment when all the votes are counted um, we're going we're gonna to keep th- on keeping on I think that runway argument is so much more important this campaign though based on um, your cross tonight Anna about how much early voting is going mm. on so the runway to election day is getting shorter by the day because the number of voters that are still 
boarding the plane is getting um, smaller and smaller. Um, and I think they're going to have to pull off something really, 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 really quickly if, if anything's going to turn around. Is anyone saving policy? Like, is there more big policy to come? There's a manifesto to come from Labour, um, but I think the Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, has made the point that a lot of it's already been traversed. The Big Bang stuff is kind of already out there. But there will, they'll, they'll save, some, save some things till later, but I think a lot of that, the, the, the real kind of um, election winners, um, a.k.a. election bribes, came out pre-advance voting. That's when the, the real big stuff, stuff happens so that voters know what they're voting for. Mm. You would hope that anything super controversial is already out there, given half a million people have already voted. Mm, Absolutely. It would be pretty shocking if something came out. (laughs) But national voters are just sitting there with their fingers crossed. They're like, (laughs) give me something. I think national national caucus members, on the other hand, are going, please stop announcing things without talking to us. Um, And also, you know, just look look back at the News Hub leaders debate as well when both of the leaders were just announcing policy on the hoof after policy on the hoof after policy on the hoof. So there's still time. I mean, if they can roll out about 20 policies in an hour and a half, then, you know, you nine more days. You guys might be able to get dentistry across the line if you just start pushing it. We're gonna, in, we'll, in we'll keep trying. God damn, we will keep trying. <laughs> but what about my teeth? Hey, um, some interesting behind the scenes for the leaking um, saga, because I was actually with Jenna Lynch getting sushi at lunchtime Good. and we were just dabbling in a little teriyaki chicken walking home. I said spicy chicken. Spicy chicken, sorry. Gosh, we always circle back to food. And her phone went off as I was asking her, who do you get your leaks from? I was like, who did, tell me about your leaking. Phone went off, bing bong. Jenna didn't even acknowledge that she'd just got a leaky. And then that <laughs> night, the news is on. She's like, oh yeah, that was a Little Nuggy got a packet of six nuggets of information with my sushi. Little <laughs> Nuggy this afternoon. Then she got under my nose while I was asking her about leaks. Do they come out of nowhere or do you have people you get leaks from? Bit of, bit of, bit of column A, bit of column B. Mm. My favourite leak moment happened today when I was in the middle of the um, Judith Collins O'Brien's visit, a uh, 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 um, company in Dunedin that makes bench tops. Um, Relation? No relation. I wish. Be loaded. Um, <laughs> and have a great bench top. And I'd have a fab, <laughs> fab marble bench top. Um, but Judith Collins is talking about, you know, she's trying desperately to get back onto talking points. She's hitting all the right marks. Um, and then I can feel my phone vibrating in my back pocket. I'm like, let's have a quick cheeky look at who that is. I was like, oh, shit, put that back in there then. Because her press set was standing over my shoulder and I don't think um, the person calling me would have wanted, um, would have wanted anyone in the National Party <laughs> Leaders Camp to know that they were calling me in that very moment. I also love that they didn't know there was a press conference going on at the moment. They're like, hey, now's probably a really good time to call the political <laughs> editor of News Hub. to the communication breakdown that other people within the Nats have been telling News Hub all about. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was. I think that that Denise Lee email, whether by design or not, just was a real pivot point because it also brought out a lot of MPs within the National Party caucus have been quite quiet. They'd all been off in their own electorates trying to win things and trying to work for the party vote if they were list MPs. Um, but I think that was a, it just brought out the ugliness which has just kind of been sitting under the surface um, and has been there since Judith Collins took over the leadership. Actually, it's been there all term. Here's what I don't understand, though, because aren't there jobs on the line? Why would you leak at this point in the game if you're a national MP? Totally. Why don't they just wait 10 days? Yeah. Get yourself back into then Parliament. Get rolling, then get rolling. You know? <laughs> then start leaking. the like, roll bus. It, it, it is, it's pretty brutal. I feel a little bit, little it bit stupid? For, for... I feel like it's stupid. 
As some of them were telling us today, there's there's not a lot of sympathy from some of the people in the caucus because there was a real perception that Judith Collins had done a bit of white anting in the past against previous leadership. So I think that's a bit of it. I think there's a bit of prepositioning going on. Um, if National Party MPs and, and National Insiders are kind of telling us that the writing is on the wall, that National is going to lose the election. So there's kind of gearing up for the next leadership contest, perhaps. And I just also think there's just um, a bit of desperation, you know, desperate times, desperate measures. And people mm. really don't like Collins in that caucus. Some of them really don't like Collins. Speaking of desperate, I feel like, are they tired? Like, it's a long campaign. I know you guys work crazy hours. I can only imagine they're matching you, if not more. So are they just exhausted? And is that why we're seeing kind of a little bit of, like, grumpy Jerry? How? I would say yes. I would say yes. And you've been with the oldest um, member of our parliament. How's How's Winston holding up? I think he tends to get tired throughout the day. Like he he starts with a bit of time for people, but by the end of the day, it starts to get a bit like running out of running out of a bit of juice, talking to the umpteenth member of the public about you know their mum. Usually, There's, he gets so many requests to do like little video messages to mums and dads. <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite cute. I was saying to some of the guys today, do you think it's almost a bit of a backhanded compliment, though? You know, do you remember the um, classic film Empire Records and the cheesy musician in it was signing autographs, and the guys are like, "Oh, my mum loves you. Sign it for my mum." And it was a real about you know he wanted the hot young things to be into him. This is a very tangential reference, but there's a I'm lot of people coming here. up to Jacinda Ardern and Judith Collins going, "Can I get a selfie or a signature or whatever? My mum loves you, or my grandmother loves you, and I feel like maybe they'd want those younger votes okay. as well." I need to bring it, this up because I'm not sure if it bothered you as much as it bothered me, but a woman who I swear to the good Lord is about the same age as Jacinda Ardern was like, if I was your mum, I would be so proud of you. <laughs> I was like, but you're not because you're both the same age. Very strange thing to say to the Prime Minister. <laughs> um... Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I was. The, I, yeah, I think I was with her. That it was in Christchurch, right in Littleton, which we only just made it to that walkabout because it just said London Street on the advisory. So I was just waiting on this quiet residential street corner in the middle of Christchurch, not in Littleton, where the London Street with all the Labour Party people were and all the DPS and all the actual um, action. Anyway, yes, she, she was. That, like I think she champ. was. I think she was a little, um, a little older than Jacinda Ardern, though. But she would have been ten, not probably. Marvelly. When, <laughs> she had, when she had the Prime Minister. They must have some strange things dished at them. Is there blatantly awkward moments like that that you pick up on? So many. Definitely. <laughs> Constantly. I'm yeah. still I'm still in love with all the gifts. Like one of my favourite things about um campaigning with the Prime Minister or what watching her campaign is the amount of gifts she gets and we've talked about it before how many rocks she gets and then this week again she got a lot of she was getting some origami I was like oh that makes a nice you know nice change from rocks and she's like yeah but yesterday I got a handmade kaleidoscope which had gems in it so well that's a step up yeah you know rocks of a different rocks of a different and I guess we had the M&M moment which was quite awkward with the M&M jar how did she respond to that in real time that I have no idea why that happened. Or, or they didn't let her in. That was the other thing that happened in Ponsonby. I, this is all on Emma Mallow, I reckon. I, you know, like if you're an electorate MP or candidate, when your leader comes to town to work the votes for you to help you try and win that seat, especially Auckland Central, the you know, the ultimate 
battleground, mm. then you go in and you do all of the advance work and all the recce's in the world and you make sure that that shopkeeper's going to love her and tell her how grateful she is for the farmers or the tax cuts or the whatever. And you make damn sure there's not an Eminem or Skittle pole that says that National is in the doldrum. I think it was Skittles, She should have been shoveling I think I need to issue a correction. Yeah. Were I think they? I need to, to the people of New Zealand. I think there was Skittles. Nah, there's no blue Skittles. There's no blue Skittles. Wow. Are there? Hot take from the Ooh. Skittles. I did wonder, and they had something printed on them. Oh, do Skittles have something printed on them too? They both yeah. do, I guess. It's an S or an The thing M&M. about Emma Mello, and I think... <laughs> I think, I think yeah, Emma Mello needs to wear that. Okay. that was, Emma Mello needs to do some work. Okay, I live in the same apartment building as Emma Mello, and Whoa. we, I know, hot take, and she gave me an elevator pitch the other day, have never met her, got in the elevator, she came in, she was like, hi, I'm Emma. Emma Mello, I'm your neighbour. I was like, lovely to meet you, I'm Lisette. She was like, lovely to meet you too, I've got that skirt, and I was like... Lovely skirt, and off I went. Lovely no, skirt, two times blue. <laughs> no, she, she gave no mention of her party, who she was. I was like, this literally was an elevator pitch, and it was a big fat fail. And I'm on the fence, so that could have been a, you know, two tick for you. Anyway, just a fun fact about you. You guys do have the same outstanding fashion sense, though, so maybe that's a vote sway us. They do wear the same outfits as the Jacinda Ardern Prime Minister on occasion. <laughs> People say to me in the newsroom, oh, that's the Prime Minister's dress. I'm like, I bought it first. <laughs> but okay, but okay. Did everybody see Jacinda Ardern pull the finger at the entire of mm. uh, Dunedin? Yeah, what? Just what? pulled I the finger this. at 1,500 students. It was in your story, mate. She was gesticulating with the wrong finger. The editor even highlighted it. You zoomed in on it. You edit. You edited it with like a spotlight and everything. I think you said Jacinda's had enough, and then it was that vision. God, I don't know who's producing your stories, but they've taken over. I just thought that was an outstanding moment. Second politician to pull that on the campaign. When Who else pe- is pulling he, the finger? When he pee flipped the bird at someone the other day as well, intentionally. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Do you reckon it's a challenge? Like, they have drinks and Clark's like, hey, tomorrow you should try flip the bird on TV and see if anyone notices. Would that be a little bit like Songstar, for example, guys? What? I mean, if someone had a competition, hypothetically, <laughs> to try and get song lyrics into the top of their six o'clock news stories to no try and idea. win they Songstar, see me rolling. for example. <laughs> Living it up in the hotel isolation. <laughs> <laughs> so many glitches breaching. This is incredible. This is like a news hub caucus leak going on on our own <laughs> podcast. <laughs> home, they're like, that's clever. One time I did 99 problems but managed isolation ain't one or something like that. <laughs> Welcome to Songstar. <laughs> People at home are going to be like, I'm going to listen out for that one. <laughs> hey, um, it would be amiss of me, given um, my recent fondness of the man, not to bring up Ghosts of Leaders past. I want to talk about Simon Bridges just briefly. Is he a rock star now? Go on. Go on. <laughs> Based on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> 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 I haven't been following you. I'm 
Simon Bridges Instagram. Hashtag bring back Bridges Raver. <laughs> I just feel like he's got that little Andrew Little effect going on where people are kind of like, hey, Bridges. When though. anyone moves over from the leadership, I think there is just a, it is especially leader of the opposition, the most, well, I mean, it's probably all we'd be talking about, but it is the most intensely trying and difficult job, trite to say, but the most difficult job in politics, whatever. And so whenever we see any of those um, opposition leaders leave or get rolled or, or whatever, you do kind of suddenly see the weight of the world lift off their shoulders. We saw it with however many there were in the Labour Party, but like Phil Goff, David Shearer, totally under the pump, and then mm. just like, vroom, and same with Andrew Little. Simon Bridges is the same, and I think he kind of debuted his um, the new Simon with the yaks, you know, and it's just been kind of all uphill since then. He got on Twitter and was fighting with someone over what colour, you know how National was branding all their billboards with those like what looked to be red signs? Like, they'd put the stripe through mm. all their blue billboards Orange. being like, go vote, and everyone was like, why are you putting red signs over your blue billboards? And he was like, it's orange, and like got in this intense debate over it. And I was like, he, called, he called our colleague Jason Walls a fool in that tweet. Oh. It was like, it's orange, fool. No, this is an inside joke. Uh, so, this is a so total inside joke. So, very quick Judith, Collins, <laughs> Judith Collins, Jason Walls um, hit her up about the colour top she wore, I think, in our debate. Yes. No, the first. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, he was like, why'd you wear a red top? Crazy woman, you work for the National Party. He didn't say that. No, paraphrasing. Um, <laughs> paraphrasing defaming. and defaming simultaneously. Defaming. <laughs> Sorry, Jason. Uh, I think that's the inside joke. Uh, it was actually orange and uh, Jason Walls is colourblind. Okay, fair it's enough. Not that, it's it not definitely good, it's not that looked joke. a bit red. It looked red. Oh, it definitely looked sitting. red. Coral? It looked like it they looked... were handing the win over. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, early voting, you know what, New Zealand, we've decided red too. <laughs> we've thought about it, we had a little chit-chat out back, and we've decided Jacinda is doing, you know. Wowee. Elegant segue from um, relaxed politicians back to stressed politicians. Mm. You touched on this before, you mentioned Jerry Brownlee. Um, Anna Bracewell Worrell, could you just, Warren rather, Anna Bracewell Warren, <laughs> can you just please run us through what happened with um, with Jez uh, in that, that quite extraordinary moment when you gave him the shits, you lazy bugger. <laughs> <laughs> you lazy bugger. It was, on, it was honestly amazing. I think this was last Tuesday and Judith Collins wasn't available. Shane... Letty wasn't available because he was in a debate. And so they put up Jerry Brownlee on two topics, on the absconder, that person who tied their sheets together to get out of their hotel room, that, Mm. you know... Mm. Es- escapee from isolation. A great escape from him too, because others have just like walked out. And I'm like, if you're gonna do it, if you want to get the, the headline, I've got an idea for you. <laughs> sheets. Anyway, and then the second topic was it? Okay, was just a response to Labor's health policy. What do you think of Labor's health policy, or something super easy like that? This is pretty run of the mill for normal, politicians, very normal. especially a deputy leader. You know, just put up a response to. The story of the day, basically. Especially when and you can ask them a manager. thousand different, yeah, campaign manager. <clears throat> when you can ask them a thousand million different questions, and they'll just give you the same line off the back anyway. So just mm-hmm. usually, you know, that's that's the hard thing for <laughs> us. But in that moment, he just needed to respond. And our super amazing eighteen-year-old um, cos cos desk assistant in Wellington, who just helps with did, everything so in the good. newsroom, went and did the interview on behalf of me. 
And um, Jerry Brownlee obviously hadn't been briefed on all the topics and just absolutely lost it at the prospect of being asked about for a broad response on Labor's health policy that had been, you know, released several hours previous. Oh, sorry. At first when I heard that that he had said, bloody lazy as buggery, you people give me the shits, I thought it was going to be quite funny when I watched it, like he was going to say with a little bit of a twinkle in his eye. But he was actually really angry. Totally. It was genuine vitriol, eh? It was. He, he it was stared down the barrel of the camera as if to <laughs> like drill into your soul and leave a stamp there so you'd never ever do it again. My my favourite bit of it all like, was was not what we showed on the telly, but what um, was happening in the lead up. It's just like having this furious phone calls with God knows who about. I just like what have we said about cochlear implants? No, what have they said? No, what have we said about cochlear implants? What is it? <laughs> So he, he had been trying to get through to Shane Betty, who wasn't answering because he was oh, in the debate, Shane. which was why he couldn't do an interview. Oh, Shane. And so Stop he was frantically calling someone Dr. else, Shane. and then he heard from Shane anyway. <laughs> All of this is like our cutaways shots. Oh, I'm Dr. just like Shane. on the phone in the background. Dr. Shane would have got an earful at night. I would have been like, pick up your phone, buddy. Lesson number one, <laughs> pick up the phone. Okay, okay. Very, very good. I want to play a game if you're um. down. That's three I'm downs and they're resounding. <laughs> they are resounding. I did warn Lisa before this that our brains were slightly mush That's after six easy. weeks. Of- People will know the game. All all listeners will know the name uh, by the very the game by the very eloquent name Fuck Mary Kill. Uh, my version is quite delightful. Drink quarantine deport. The idea is I will give you each three people, of which you have the choice to either have a night drinking with them, have a drink with them, you can spend two weeks in quarantine with them, or you can deport them if you're feeling... Oh, we spend, we spend, spend the two the weeks quarantine in quarantine with them. With them. Oh, I thought yes. we just quarantined I thought we put them, them in quarantine. No, no. You are quarantining with them. I.e. married. I.e. married. Uh, okay, so very intimate. Right, I.e. I. I. married, but without the ring. Just two weeks in quarantine. <laughs> um, Tova, do you want to start? No. Yeah, no, she no. should. She Are should we start. Lead from the, same the front. Later. Lead from the front. <laughs> I like to bolster the guys. Come on, guys, rise forward. It's be you. the best you it's can you, be. Tova. It's I think you. it's Anna's birthday. <laughs> I love that you've just dished. Let's <laughs> disclose the names first. No, let's not. Anna, you're up. <laughs> Your three choices are, who will you drink, quarantine and deport with? Of course, Shane Jones is an option, given, you know, you enjoy him on the cake. The second is Jerry Brownlee, your good friend who you give the shits. And your third option is the great John Tamahiri. Go on. We need some elevator music or something, Um, dear producer Sam Harvey. Okay, okay. Oh, she's got it. Yeah, but me too. Obviously, Shane. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Drink, Tomahiri, quarantine, Shane Jones Can he bring his hat? <laughs> he can definitely bring his hat Which one? <laughs> to Port Brownlee <laughs> Would you actually spend two whole weeks in our room with Shane Jones? You wouldn't understand a word he was saying <laughs> We're given three options You would get You're going to have your two Jenna stories <laughs> Speaking of Let's no. not judge <laughs> Gina Lynch Gina Lynch I feel like I've gone quite easy on you Yeah, hit her, hit her First hard First off, Chloe Swarbrick 
Second, Paul Holsmith, Goldsmith. I know you like to look for the eight billion. Powder. Or Billy Takahika. (laughs) Who will you who will you drink, quarantine and deport? I'm deporting Billy TK. Wow. Straight off the bat, yeah, he's absolutely. gone. He's gone. Out. See Why? Why? Is it conspiracy theories not in charming New Zealand. enough? He can go and hang out with Trump and do that uh-huh. over there. Uh-huh. You're deporting him to the US. Yep. See ya. <laughs> I, love, I love that you're like, with Trump? Like, off to the West Wing you go, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> the country's already a mess. You know what? See ya. Can... <laughs> uh... Ooh. Drink and quarantine. Go on, two weeks with Paul. I'm, I'm going to drink. Can really I'm going to drink with Chloe because Paul Goldsmith doesn't buy his own drinks. Okay, what? <laughs> um, Does he buy your drinks? He doesn't buy no, his own drinks. No, he wants us to buy him drinks. Shocking. What's this space? Is. What's this space? That on? is a major revelation. It's huge. He doesn't has buy drinks. News Hub. Exclusive. Ken Revere. Jenna Lynch joins us now with exclusives on Paul Goldsmith's coming, drinking and spending habits. He's always coming around habits. being like, we are the drinks. Isn't he? Wow. To know that you're making me He's too busy drinking this to go back to the books. Anyway. Oh, two man. Now two weeks go with two Goldie? Weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys can bring your financial accounting chair. I can deal with that. I think you could battle over the fiscal plans. $4 billion fiscal Oh, yeah. gosh, that's going to be a devastating two weeks. Oh, I really want to change my mind. What two? Billy? Two weeks with Billy T. Kind of be do entertaining, it. wouldn't it? Do you, no. think, do you think if you spent like two intensive week, weeks to, with him, you could convince you him, could convince him like, to stop no. doing what he's I doing? Think the answer is no. no. Okay, anyway, move on. Oh, okay. I'm stuck with Goldie. <laughs> I'm stuck with Goldie. I made my bed. Sleep in it. Um, separate beds. Tova. Tova. Maybe even separate rooms for this Thank game. You. <laughs> Maybe you. even. Tova O'Brien. <clears throat> Got it. The three Davids. David Clark, David Seymour, David Parker. David Seymour, David Parker. Okay, this is good. This is good. <clears throat> I can oh, work with this. I feel like I've gone easy, um, but I just liked I was a sucker for the three days. Oh, throw them in. We can add some. Oh, no, they're all gone. Yeah. I'm going to... Is David Clark gone? Who was it, David Clark? Okay, I'm going to quarantine with David Parker because I respect the man's brain and I could actually yarn to him for, for a couple of weeks um, quite happily. Um, I'm going to. This is really hard. Mm. I'm gonna. This is um, this is quite bold. I'm gonna do something that perhaps you're not expecting. I'm gonna deport David Seymour and have a drink with DC. Have a drink mm. with DC. Why are Please you explain deporting your Seymour? Well, I, 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 my working. I, I circle back to the story that we were talking about with Jerry Brownlee and the rudeness. And I have just been so utterly put off by David Seymour's rudeness over the last couple of weeks with um, both our Junos and also Junos who are like, um, in the case of Jerry Brownlee, are doing what we call pickups, interviews on our behalf. And I just think it's been out of line. There's no, it's stressful, the campaign. We all get it. We all have little snippy moments, but I just don't mm. think there's any cause for rudeness. So, um, David Seymour, you're out. You can go somewhere nicer than the States. Like, and you actually, can be. David Clark. How generous of you. Yeah, I he, shall deport you, but to somewhere nice. He can go to the Gold Coast or something to like, be deported to. David Clark was under quite a lot of stress quite a lot of the time. And he actually, now that I think about it, wasn't ever that I can recall rude to us. No. No. no never. He, he really... 
Hmm. Talk to us that much. Yeah. Hey, it was good to see him down in Dunedin with the. Oh my gosh, I met the van. <gasps> what? What? <laughs> a lead. lead. You met the van? And was it polite? It was <laughs> lovely. It was so much nicer than you might have expected from that car park incident. Well, that's why he wanted to take it for a spin. And it was embellished. <laughs> The van was just there after a, a workshop visit and it was embellished with a little flag. So it was all done up in its best kit. That van is going to be into Papa one day, eh? Just like with its own stand. Was the I didn't actually look in because I was taking a photo for my Insta. And then David <laughs> Clark comes out and goes, do you want me to move the van? And I was like, I can't believe I'm meeting the van. And then I realised who I was talking to. So I took my photo. I was like, no, we can just drive over the curb because we were blocked in. New oh. <laughs> the new subtrack was blocked in by David Clark's well, the van. Speaking of vans, maybe just in honour of Judith Collins, we could all just share what kind of car we drive. You know, petrol or <laughs> EV or Jaguar. Is that okay, Tova? I drive, I drive petrol. And like Judith Collins, I also like classic cars. You're a car nut? I'm a bit of a car nut. She is a car nut. Jay Lynch, what do you drive? Petrol or EV? Own up. I drive, I drive petrol, but it's quite an economical petrol. Is that van that you're driving around, is that um, electric? No, 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 but it's it's definitely fuel efficient. It's very <laughs> fuel efficient. Little, little V-dub polo. Anna? I have a petrol car. Whoa, it's I did used- not see that coming. <laughs> I thought she was going to be like, I walk everywhere. <laughs> she does actually run yeah. and cycle most yeah, places. I do she- actually. I do love a walk. Yeah. She loves a walk. But otherwise, she loves a walk. Petrol, <laughs> baby. Petrol. <laughs> right, well, I've learned a lot. This has been a phenomenal experience. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Oh, hang the, on. Hang on. Kitchen you didn't drink quarantine deport. Yeah. No, I, Judith Collins. No, Jacinda just, Ardern. Simon Bridges. Simon Bridges. <gasps> oh, Si. Ooh. Oh, my good friend Simon. Gosh, it's hard when I'm on the spot. Drink. We like to go <laughs> hard too, baby. <laughs> guys, guys, this wasn't the plan. Feel? Okay, I'm going to quarantine with Judith Collins. I didn't see that coming. I just have a lot of questions, you know, <laughs> and I want a confined space where she can't wiggle around. I feel in two weeks I'd be able to, like, really get it out of her, the answers, you know? So let's quarantine with Judith. Oh, I don't want to deport Jacinda because, you know, we, she's the Prime Minister, quite a good vibe. <laughs> the country she's will revolt, Lizzie. <laughs> Almost maybe it would be funny to do it just for the headline, like Juno deports Prime Minister. Okay, let's deport. I'll deport Jacinda and I will drink with Simon Bridges just because I want to tell him how to spell his name properly, seeing as he's getting it wrong lately on his little pamphlets. Are you happy all? That's not the reason you want to drink with them, Lisa. Hey, 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 hey. She wants to meet the ex. She That's wants enough to meet the ex. The ex. Um, it has been a joy to be here. Happy birthday, Anna. Thank Happy you. birthday, Anna. Thank you. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Well, that was a <laughs> heck of a time. Plenty of memories. I'm going to be in big trouble, I can tell. Thank you very much for having me on the Kitchen Cabinet. Now it is time for the lols, lulls and dub TF moments of the week. I'm joined now by James Shaw, co-leader of the Green Party, for our traditional segment, Lol, Lull, WTF, the high, the low and the weirdest moment of the campaign this week. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, James. What was your lol? Uh, probably um, having a, a, a 
a fish while I was um, diving uh, come and get in front of my visor and, and not get a, not get out of my visor until I, until I left the territory. <laughs> was this like your, butter, campaign your moment. butterfly moment, Mark, too? Yeah, I'm having a real kind of nature roller coaster at this election. <laughs> the animals are attracted to you, and the and the and the, and the fish, whatever they are. Um, what was your what, what was say? your lull moment this week? Uh, probably having to get up at five o'clock this morning to talk to Mike Hosking for half an hour. <laughs> I will pass no judgment on that. And just finally, because um, you've got to get off to the the multi party leaders debate, um, what was your WTF or weirdest moment of the campaign this uh, week? I think the strangest moment of the campaign this week was having the country's entire media cohort um, show up to watch me eat an ice cream and then go away again without asking me a single question about politics. <laughs> but my, how you ate that ice cream. Well, you know, you kind of got to be in it to win it, right? <laughs> what was what was your flavour again at the um, at the at the ice cream st- store in Christchurch? Which uh, sort of the- it was a, a, a pistachio uh, and chocolate brownie um, uh, glacé. It was fantastic. Yeah, it's <laughs> really it, nice. It looked good. You did look quite yeah. self-conscious, I got to say. Uh, yeah, I mean, one of the rules in politics they say is never eat in front of the camera, and of course, I had the entire press gallery there, so that was fun. <laughs> all right, well, thank you very much for breaking all of the political rules with us, and thank you for your time this evening. You're welcome. This has been News Hub's Kitchen Cabinet podcast. Like and subscribe on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more, visit www.newshub.co.nz/podcasts.